to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that was born underwater with three dollars and six dimes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> See if you can figure out what song that's from. Uh, oh, okay. I was I like, it's gotta you, be from I will something, give you, but I have no idea. I will give you as many internet points as I as I have amassed at this point in my life. I have no idea. All right. Well, we'll see if our listeners can figure it okay. out. Okay. Yes. Or they'll probably just Google it and be like, "Yeah, it's this person." And I'm like, "Fucking Google." How do you that. know I haven't already? I'm just kidding. I haven't Googled it already to the surprise of everyone who's ever met me. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, what a week. Anyway, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, touching on that lightly, uh, you know, it's the, the fallout is real. Uh, if you live in America, um, it is uh, about mid-November by the time you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, without getting too in-depth, uh, hopefully the country can move forward in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh... Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, today we have a special guest. Woo! Um, our friend Jenny, who I met in college, first day actually. Yeah, first day. Um, we lived it down the hall from each other, and yeah, yeah, That's- bonded over Harry Potter, and then. I inveigled myself into the entire friend group. <laughs> yep. Yep, basically. Um, yeah, so we're very excited that she's here today. But before we get into our main topic, uh, Sherrick, how was your week? Um, it, you know, kind of kind of just went through it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, um, not much else happened it was a very i feel like very um anxiety driven week which i normally try and keep positive on Mm -hmm. you know um but there were some good things that happened um on a personal level Uh, i don't know if i should speak to them so i'm just gonna stay uh vague but those who who should know do already do know um didn't happen directly to me but someone that i love um and uh yeah, uh, so so that was that was good, and we were very pleased about that. But other than that, like you know, it was just election coverage and it being drawn out as long as it was. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know. I think we can just say it because we drag stuff enough <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I just don't like. I just don't know. Yeah. like who she wants to know and who she like who she doesn't want to know. So I'm That's just like. True. You know, that's true i'll I'll let her we do it is true we do drag stuff occasionally <laughs> but i i feel like i feel like we drag her across like a semi-comfortable like oh, yeah trail of pillows oh, yeah. as opposed to like just the hard hard oh, ground yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so like yeah totally so yeah so like i mean we got good news in that regard but again i i feel like uh yeah the listeners that that know her and want to know um yes she will probably have told yes. by now uh but I, I still want her to be the one to say it out yes. but i'm very proud yes. of her same i'm very excited yes. for her and i'll yep. say that she's yep killing it this week so um yeah um how about you it's really funny because everybody's 
yeah, been super anxious this week. And I, I, I was super anxious on Monday. And then, like, election day hit, and I was just like, I was just like totally zen. I don't know what, ha- I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, I know. To be you for a day. <laughs> I know. Um, um, I mean, at least about that. About, and maybe it was like I was in deep denial, or I don't even know. But it was just like, I was just watching it, and I was just like, we'll know when we know. Like, just, I, I don't know. And I was talking to somebody who, um, uh has a similar similar personality to mine and i was like do you ever just like not freak out about stuff until you have all the information because you're just like well it's not worth freaking out about because i don't have all the information and they were like yes and i was like that's how i feel right now is that like i can't there's nothing else i can do right now i can so i'm just gonna just like wait until i have all the information i don't who I, maybe mm-hmm. it's just that I've been so stressed for so long that my body was just like, nope, done. <laughs> Rejection. Yes. I don't know. But I was like, I don't know. Or maybe I just have really good intuition. I have no idea. But I was just like, we'll find out what happens and we'll act accordingly. And either way, we have a lot of work to do. So, yep. I, yeah, no, I don't know. Because up until this week i was freaking the fuck out so <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't even know jenny how about you oh well uh last week was my first week on a new project um which when you work in consulting uh switching projects you know um or being on the bench and not having a project is always difficult so i was happy that i um could kind of immediately shift into a new project and it's challenging but um, I'm excited to have, you know, something actually challenge me mentally. Uh, it's been pretty dead at work for a while, so that's kind of exciting. Um, and yeah, it was kind of stressful, you know, but, uh, last night I had a couple glasses of wine and some good Salvadoran food and, you know, just had a good Saturday night. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, I suppose uh, after after uh, that lovely uh, number in which we mostly danced vague around a variety <laughs> of topics, um, we should get to something that actually has some substance yep. in it. So uh, kudos to you if you've lasted this long in the podcast. We love you a lot. <laughs> uh, so we're here to talk about... Shit's Creek! Season three! Yes. Season three, y'all. Season three. Season three. So, um, uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter at Black Sparrow, um, I, I tweeted about how I was just trying to stay incredibly vague with my, my season two takes with four Z's, um, to Amelia, uh, in which I mostly just yelled out Stevie's name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what did she do this time? What? And I'm like, you know, I just love her a bunch. And is like, what is it when they tried to pick up? like people in a bar and then they kiss and i was like i mean that partly has something to do with it but like yeah <laughs> it's just generally me latching on to uh the best character in the show and waiting for something really good to happen to her so yeah 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 uh, I, he is pretty great and obviously yeah um that is that is my objective take. I'm not like trying to be like Stevie's <laughs> the best character and this is the fact no that's like, your no. yeah like um it's my objective opinion. Subjective opinion. 
you. It's early. I'll let Amelia fucking correct me. I don't care. I I texted Jarek this morning and was like, "Um, so our guest is ready to go like 20 minutes early. Um, Are you ready-ish? And he was like, I guess I should get out of bed. (laughs) I was told the the time that I was ready at. (laughs) (laughs) It's no, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. I just was. Was was only I wanted to. Uh, pull was... back the curtain a little bit and say, like, we are super pro fash. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so yeah, you were texting me this week and like basically just screaming about Stevie, and I was like, like, oh, we have so much to talk about as far so as much. Stevie is concerned. Um, some, some mm-hmm. today, um... more so later. Um, that's a little tease. Yeah, but, I figured because um, I I feel like I didn't see her as much this season. Um, whether that's actually true or not, yeah. I you know I'd have to like watch the seasons back to back, which I don't have the time right. unfortunately to do. But like I just felt like I saw her less in season two than I did yeah. in season one. But I uh, you know I I did like all of the character development. Uh, Bob's fucking run kills me. <laughs> yep. jog, like, Every time you see him, he's just, in motion. It, it <laughs> yep, just, he will do that. <laughs> yep. yep just, time. It's 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 like he's he's like trying to like trying to like do a jog, but his shoes are like very loosely tied. But he also just does not give a fuck about like time. <laughs> well, and either. also he's usually only jogging like four steps. <laughs> Like, like yeah it's just across the room he's like yeah if that yeah anybody else feel uh, and i like i had this thought anybody else feel like when biden was coming out for his speech last night that he was, I was doing a little just bit gonna of a say that. <laughs> i was just oh gonna say God. that it was slightly bob jog but it was slightly, so cute better yeah oh yeah um it to me, it was very sports like. Uh, like coach yes, just put me in, too. and I'm yes, ready to do yes, this shit. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So, what else did you notice, like, about season two? Um. Uh, Mutt without his beard was uh-huh. hilarious to me. Uh, because, I like where I was when I was watching that episode, like, like from a mental position, I like, didn't understand why she was freaking out. And then I went back and rewatched it. And I was like, Oh, his beard's gone. (laughs) Like I heard them saying that he shaved his beard. And I was like, he looks the same to me. Like, I don't like honest and for truly, like I was just like, I had to rewatch it to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see it. I think cause I was like focusing on like his personality, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So much that like I didn't visually notice the mm-hmm. lack of beard, um, and then when like conversely, because I know that this was the thing that like you and Rachel were hitting on when we were talking about season two, uh, like when Ted showed up, like I obviously had the bit of being like, okay, well clearly like Alexis is walking by, and then like this person randomly pulls mm-hmm. up on a motorcycle, so I don't feel like this is a new character. And then they showed Ted, and I was like, I feel like they just either they had the bit where like he toned up like in between you know time that he was like Mm -hmm. in between shoots or they really just and i think that you said this and so i'm agreeing with it if if you or rachel said this like they just dressed Mm -hmm. him better 
because I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I see the I see the bit with like the stubble, like the, the shadow mm-hmm. going on. But like really they were just they were just like, Hey, stop wearing these shirts that are a large Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I think definitely. they mostly dressed him better because <laughs> that is a lot of lot of muscle tone to have gotten that quickly. Well, I mean, there's like eight months mm-hmm. between seasons, but still. Um yeah, it that's a lot. And And who knows, they could have shot and shit out Well, of order, they do, you know, like. yeah. Cause they shoot mm-hmm. um they shoot an entire season like just together. Um not necessarily okay. totally out of order, but like um, they do all the inside set stuff first and then they would shoot the outside stuff later. So so it is sort of okay. out of order. Um, so so he gets a little extra time. Yeah, to so he could have, but it, it would have been difficult to, to tone between uh, the beginning of season two and the middle of season two when he returns. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but um yeah anything else? uh let's see the milk episode w- was uh probably the quote-unquote most difficult yes! for me to watch just because that that bit like just i was just like you fucking yeah like that's one of my least favorite bits I, I d- because it's so cringy and like i just mm-hmm. yeah i have a hard time watching that as well like the 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 most difficult for me i think from season 1 was like the when johnny was like at the unemployment office and it was like going back and uh-huh. forth with the lady and i was just like i uh, like i like it would be funny if i wasn't so deeply steeped in my secondhand embarrassment yeah. for him right now because it's right. obviously like he's not like being an arrogant asshole he's like actually trying to be like i really need this help me please like i don't necessarily understand how this works but like i really need this for my family like you know and so like going forward when like he and david are in the car talking about money and like uh admission time like johnny asking for money is a thousand percent like how i would have to ask for money like that's just i would be like uh so you you got this thing going (laughs) well you know i might you know, I, 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 I'm really proud of you and I really feel like you could do something with that and like you could help people less fortunate than you, like, yeah. you for instance, you know, like, because yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's so hard and so mm-hmm. like, I don't know, mm-hmm. humiliating is not the right humbling. word, but like humbling maybe, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like it's, it, I could totally, I could totally relate to the character mm-hmm. in that way. So good for, you know, good for <laughs> Eugene. Um uh the 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 um count i almost called i almost said the senate race the council race <laughs> between jocelyn and moira uh um just solidified for me how much i enjoyed yes. jocelyn as a character uh she's 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 shooting up there it's like uh it's like stevie david uh johnny alexis moira and then jocelyn and then like roland <laughs> Ronnie, rest of the cast. Uh, Ronnie. And then, uh, Ronnie. <laughs> I aspire uh, to her Twyla. level of side eye. <laughs> I forgot Twyla. Also Twyla. Sorry, I totally fucking uh, forgot about best. Twyla. Uh, the, I, that was one of the things I did text you is that, that fucking moment where she's like, get out of here, you dumb broad. <laughs> I was like, oh. One foot on the pedal, one foot on the ground, get the hell out of here. Which doesn't make any get fucking sense. Here. How would you ride a bike with one foot on the ground? <laughs> I mean... Ooh. I okay. Maybe it's just I, a prep for taking off. Maybe. Like one foot on the pedal, one on the ground. Well, yeah, for sure. Go. But I, I will admit 
being like a like a kid who was trying to like reinvent <laughs> riding a bicycle. <laughs> that was like one of the ways that I would do it is like try to pedal with only one foot. Oh, okay. So funny. I love it. Um, yeah, it it doesn't work very well, and it definitely ended up with like the plastic like grips like shredding my fucking shins. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like I did yeah. it occasionally. <laughs> It's it's also like when you ride a bike with no like, like with your hands off the handlebars to like really mm-hmm. show off how cool you are. Oh, I never you know? did that. I can't do that. Yeah, but I also learned to ride mm-hmm. a bike on a farm with a gravel road. Ooh. So I was also yeah, very much well. trying yeah. not to fall ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Makes sense. I've always have, oh to go aside. Anyone gone like over their handlebars no. and fallen? No. Again, I was always trying okay. very hard not to fall. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that was my general goal as well, but it definitely happened to me <laughs> only once. And I was like, no, yeah, only once. Um, and I was like, just amazed that I didn't like land on my fucking head because uh, sorry, uh, retro- retroactively, but Ugh. I was not wearing a helmet when it happened. Terrible. So, Yeah, I, I have a very I use a policy of avoidance uh, to a lot of dangerous situations. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Very that makes safe sense. bike rider. Yeah. I, I will also admit to like this is something that like I think just ran in my family of just having that like air of invincibility as a kid where I was just like, hey, if I get hurt, it'll be fine. Like it's not gonna be forever, you know. And then I fucking broke my tooth on a skateboard and then I went, Oh, oh this yeah. is not true. Yeah. I mean, I was a, I was so. always a terrified child <laughs> when it came to injury. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, my brother was the one who was like constantly in the doctor. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think uh, anything else uh, I was I I had to turn off when Moira <laughs> auditioned because uh, like, like and by turn off like I watched mm-hmm. with subtitles on but I was just like I can't because it will jinx my next audition and like as an actor and a director few things are worse than like just an audition that goes bad like so like season one like her her thing with the vineyard i was like oh no please don't do this because i have like <laughs> like like waking nightmares about just absolutely bombing uh a shoot and just like making everybody have to reshoot things seven eight times just big generally being a fuck up so like oof that hurt um but in a good way because it was like obviously like she she you know uh, you know, uh, did a decent <laughs> job, but not nearly as good as she thought she was going to yeah. do kind of a thing. Um, it was like, I, I was like, I can I can get what I need out of this scene just by looking at the like, the like, just the, the, the expressions on the faces that they were like panning to of like all the other women in the jazz gals and they were just like, oh. Yeah, that uh-huh. is the yeah. funniest. And I was, like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Especially, uh, again, especially yes. Jocelyn's face, because, like, she can, like, just change, like, three muscles in her face, and it's a yep. whole new expression. Yep. <laughs> so, kudos, kudos to to Jocelyn's Jennifer actress, Robinson. Whose name I cannot remember. Thank you. Robertson. Thank you. I should. Robertson. Robertson. Sorry. It's all. Um, we fixed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is amazing. She's amazing. Um, anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, so we ended. Her her headshot looks a little Kirsten oh, Dunst. I haven't seen that. Um, 
but I can I, will, I can uh, kind of see that. Send it to you. Um. So yeah. So we ended season two with the barn party, um, which I enjoyed. T- Tennessee was yeah. uh, funny. Um. <laughs> I think that was the only interaction between them thus far, because right? they're introducing her um, as a character now. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, yep. Okay. All right. All right. No, Let me fine. shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. So we ended with the barn party. We ended with Johnny standing up for the town um, and for the shits. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that scene. Really. Yeah. Like it's scene. it's an endearing one for sure. And then um, them all kind of saying that they love each other. Um, and so we really carry that, I feel like, into season three of, like, they've now accepted that this is where they live. They've put down roots. Um, it's, it's less, I mean, there are always going to be fish out of water moments because that's just, Mm -hmm. like, the roses are out of place in this town. But they've made, they've made a place for themselves and the people have welcomed them. And so season three, I feel like, is really, like, we're focused less on that aspect and more on their growth and more on um, uh, just like the fact that they now recognize that they love each other and that they're there for each other and that they're a family. And, um, um, and I think this is where they start to, to recognize um how much time they spend together and and how nice that is but yeah yeah that's actually a note that i have of how much i buy the roses as a family Uh i mean and granted dan and eugene are family yeah and they've known Catherine for like over 30 years yeah um but just all their chemistry and it it feels like the roses are a family trying to be a family yes like they got lost in all of the trappings and they're navigating their way back through a lot of other road bumps Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I feel like this is the season where you really start to see mm-hmm. them settle into that and and understand that they are a family and that they do care about each other. Um, well, and then the other thing about the barn party that is a like a seed is that uh, David meets uh, Jake, who um, mm-hmm. he and Stevie are sort of fighting over at this party, kind of. Um, and you mm-hmm. see him and and Jake kiss, and then he comes back inside and he's like, "Yeah, Jake and I kissed." And Stevie's like, "Well, he kissed me too." And you're like, "Is that real? Is that not real?" And we literally start season three with um <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon delight with an afternoon delight. Um, meaning that uh, we we enter. Uh, David making his bed and Moira showing up looking for her portfolio and portfolio. Jake coming out of the bathroom with just a towel around his waist mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of the scene the whole family has shown up and at no point does Jake like try to extricate himself from the situation at no point does or he, hide like, what was happening duck back into the bathroom to put clothes nope. on He's just like there, just like the whole family meeting him in a towel, knowing what just happened. And like, it's, it's. David naturally is freaking out about this, which leads to like 
a very gifable moment. Oh yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. of moment. Moira going, oh. David, stop acting like a disgruntled pelican. Yes. <laughs> um, and Alexis, when she comes in, oh. is like totally flirting with him, totally <laughs> and ogling him. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so these first couple of episodes, uh in that sense is that you find out that you know the two of them are seeing each other in some capacity and then you also find out that jake and stevie are seeing each other and the david and stevie are both like what the fuck Hmm. what is happening and jake is like i thought you knew like is this not cool or whatever and they're like Oh. oh, I mean, I don't think that and nobody ever thought it was not cool. Like, we just, I mean, we're not saying that it's not cool. Right. They just, like, <laughs> like act like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Oh, boy. Um, we just want clarity. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, um, like, not to skip around too much, but just to follow this thread. Um, the n- second episode of the season is called The Thruple. Um, and basically... Jake is recognizing that everybody's sort of uncomfortable with the situation of sharing him um, and and offers, mm-hmm. like, I think that we should all be together because the two of you have been together and we've all been with each other. Like, let's all be together. And David and Stevie are like, ah, no, I, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to do that. Um, and I think this is um, like, it's really funny, but I also think it's a really nice moment of growth for them because they spent a lot of season two, like trying to like put aside what happened between them and become friends and stay friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a real yes. acknowledgement of like, this would not help our friendship. This is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I kind of, I love them making that decision. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so then Jake is like, I misread this. I'm leaving. Bye-bye. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the first couple of episodes with that plot line. But, uh, yeah, the other, the other things that kind of happen at the beginning of the season that are important, I think, um, is like in the first episode, Johnny is still trying to figure out some sort of business plan of some sort. Um, as he's right, uh, as we talked about in season two, that like you know, David got a job and Alexis got a job and Moira's running for town council and now she's on town council. Um, and so, and Johnny is not really doing anything, and that kind of comes to a head in this, at the beginning of this season. Um, yeah, first episode in particular. I yeah, think. first episode he, uh, in particular. He has a lot of olives at the cafe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prompting Moira to ask, you know, to say, oh, John, you smell like my mother. Yes. <laughs> yes, Jocelyn brings him home after she finds him drunk at the cafe. Um, because And mm-hmm. he goes off on a, like you and the kids are doing things, you're helping the family, and I'm not doing anything. And and Moira does give just a really beautiful pick-me-up speech, mm-hmm. you know, about how he's the one holding the family together, mm-hmm. you know, more emotionally at this point, but mm-hmm. that she and the kids would not have survived without him thus mm-hmm. far. And, yeah, you know. and it's, 
and it's really beautiful. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then the other kind of important, semi-important thing that happens kind of in the first couple episodes is Mutt leaves. So Mutt and Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> um, Tennessee. I got an old compass. Coast. We're just going to drive. We're just going to drive up the coast to a pine cone harvest. Yep. Um, hmm. and, and Tennessee's less excited that Mutt offered to give Alexis the keys to look after the yes. barn while he's gone. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Mutt runs into Alexis and Ted. And Alexis says something about how, like, it's uncomfortable at home because this is right after the whole Jake running into David and Jake thing. Um, and Mud is like, well, I'm right. leaving town for a while. You can stay at my barn if you need to or at least check up on the place. And she's like, OK, water the plant. She, she shows up to get the keys. And Tennessee is like, wait, what now? <laughs> What's happening? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it so doesn't they, look like their road trip is off to a very auspicious start. Yeah, not not great. <laughs> um, Which, you know, I feel like is kind of a, a and y'all knowing the future as you do is kind of like an interesting thing to, to, to go with with Mutt's relationships between Twyla and Alexis and now Tennessee is that like there always seems to be like some kind of like miscommunication uh-huh. or like misdirect, I guess. Uh, between like when they get in a relationship and like there's there's definitely some loving aspects of it but there always seems to be that like like they're yeah. not on the same page yep. kind of dynamic you know like between like Mutt and Twilight yeah. at the dinner party and then like Alexis and, and Mutt with the beard thing and now um, Mutt and Tennessee yeah. regarding the barn well, and it's like you know I, I, I won't say any more than that because obviously again I don't know the future of that these relationships but like it always just seems to be an interesting like character dynamic however whatever great qualities mutt has you do still have to remember that his dad is roland shit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and he's a terrible communicator very true like mutt is a terrible communicator Mm -hmm. um so very much so so yeah i yeah i agree with you there um can i just say one of my favorite after johnny's drunken time at the cafe the mm-hmm. next morning <laughs> yes david and mm-hmm. alexis are just reaming him at yes. the they're just awful to him at the cafe in the morning where he's sitting wearing sunglasses but david goes on a case of one to a sao paulo hangover how are we feeling this morning <laughs> yeah and like he <laughs> orders hollandaise sauce and Alexis orders a big piece of fish for their breakfast and then asks yep. if they can turn the, turn lights, the lights up, up brighter. brighter. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's really funny how they are uh, uh, making fun of him for his hangover. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, Poor guy. And then in the second episode, uh, the Ronnie is at the is at the cafe and Twyla has broken her foot or something. White rod water rafting, apparently. Um, and so he ends up helping her all day long, basically taking orders while she sits at the counter and like, yeah, and has some major screw ups. But yeah. oh yeah, because he. Has but no also, idea I think realizes doing. by the end of the day, like what he puts Twyla through. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and side note, I highly believe everyone should have to work a service job at some point in their life because you might have those very illuminating moments. Right. Because, yeah, that's the thing is he says something about mm-hmm. like, oh, the things that these customers will put you through. And she's like, I know about that myself. And he then he has this moment of recognition of like, oh, I've probably done that to you or whatever. And it's so great that he has that mm-hmm. moment of recognition. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really funny. And then also, um, uh, can I just say the that little moment, that scene, I also just find so beautiful because knowing that yeah, in real life they're father and daughter, but Johnny yes. and Twyla don't often get all of those little moments like right. he gets with Dan. Right. It's just such a cute little scene it to is. see this mm-hmm. quiet interaction between Eugene and Sarah. Yeah, it is really cute. So, and then also in that episode. Um, uh, Moira asks David to have lunch and he um, is like, no, I can't. I'm busy. And then she's like, oh, well, yes, I'll eat by myself. And Alexis is sitting there like, um, excuse me. And <laughs> Not that she actually wants to have lunch no, by herself no, with her mother. She just finished saying that David was Moira's favorite. And so then they explain this to Moira mm-hmm. and she's like, what? No. And then she's like, it's that paranoia that makes me reticent to hang out with you or to inter- be around you or whatever. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so anyway, so they end up having lunch, even though neither of them wants to, because they're both like, what are we going to talk about? But it becomes this very beautiful moment of of learning that like Alexis yeah, ask- didn't like all the attention that Moira got mm-hmm. when they were kids. Uh, when she was a kid so like um that she just wanted quiet time with her mother yeah and so they both kind of say like well like then it's not too late let we can have a relationship and it's really beautiful um but it also after moira had prepared questions to ask yes including what's your favorite season awards (laughs) and yeah and then the family decides to get a car which is is cool for them um and uh small yes. small uh small question does david oh, lose his car as a result of only no longer working, episode. working at the bus press barn like like she rented, oh yeah okay like, fair point I'd... wendy rented him a car or he rented himself a car through yes. her for that one episode right. like we don't ever see that again yeah. so it's you assume barn. yeah Flowers um, are okay. related. Yeah. But yeah, they decide to use a small amount of the blouse barn money that they got at the end of season two to get a car, this giant Lincoln mm-hmm. um, that Alexis thinks a is boat. a horse. It's a first. boat of a car. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Um, but it's cute because Moira was like, this is like the car we had before David was born. And so it's like really sweet. Um the kids think that, think it's ugly, but it means something to her, which is really sweet. So yeah, so they get a car, and um, you find out that David's license has been uh, expired. Because, I mean, of course, like, A, he lived in New York, and B, um, right. when has he been driving in Schitt's Creek? I mean, not a lot. Anyway, you find out it's just been recently expired, though. But to get it renewed, he has to take the driving test again, and you find out that he has very extreme testing anxiety um, and failed the test okay. several times. But uh, when he was a when he was a teenager, oh, um, been there. 
um, yeah, he has severe test anxiety. And Alexis drives him to his driving test. And she, this moment is like this whole episode or this whole plot point in this episode is just like so important because mm-hmm. Alexis explains to him, like, because because basically David's saying, you know, you skate through life. Like, things come easily to you and they don't come easily to me. And she's like, no, they don't. Like, I have hard things too. And I just don't overthink them the way that you do. Um, and basically said, like, people aren't thinking about you the way that you're thinking about you. And I like to remember that mm-hmm. a lot because it, it's so true. Like, people are not as focused on you as you think they are. And she's like, nobody cares. The driving instructor does not care. And and in the mm-hmm. middle of the driving test, when he's, like, totally freaked out and whatever, the driving instructor is on his phone. And he's, like, 20 eight or something and david is like is this what you want to do for a living and he was like no i'm a dj on the side um and i've done like eight of these today and david's like so you don't really care like you care Mm because it's your job but you don't really care and he's like i guess or whatever and so then david can relax and pass his driving test when he realizes that and i just i love that as like a really important lesson of like don't overthink things. Don't stress mm-hmm. yourself out. Makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I was gonna say I'm thinking about like the time that like I took my first driving test when you're talking about that. And I don't have like the, I, I'm not familiar with, you know, that particular yeah. episode, because obviously haven't seen it yet. But like, I remember putting mm-hmm. all of that pressure on myself and failing my first driver's test and how like broken up about it I was Mm -hmm. and how like awful I felt about it and then like when I took my second one like the instructor was like so nice and so chill and was like all right excited to do this we're gonna get through it together and I was like oh so like she's not like she didn't come into this like hating me like I thought like would be irrationally like she wants she like I mean, ultimately, yeah, she probably doesn't care, but she's going to give mm-hmm. me that supportive, like, mm-hmm. you can do it attitude. Right. So not exactly yeah. the same, but, like, I was just like, oh, right. well, if you think I can do it, yeah, fuck, yeah, I can do it. And then it was like, I passed that one, like, super easy. I think I, like, yeah. only missed, like, mm-hmm. one exactly. point or some shit exactly. like that. I also love the ride back. Yes. I was David is driving. Cool, yeah. And they end up with a conversation about, uh, you know, how much it ends up going toward how much David is actually worried for Alexis mm-hmm. over the years, which she didn't know that he mm-hmm. was the one who was helping make sure that she had a passport or that, you know, was doing okay wherever she was in the world. And mm-hmm. she had never realized that he was the one who was actually caring about yeah. where she was. And, you know, I have an older brother and we're, eight years apart in age and, and so haven't been, you know, playmates and stuff throughout childhood. And so I really like love that little moment because I've had that where you have these little moments where like, Oh, we do have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's really sweet. Cause, cause mm-hmm. Alexis is like, you know, why do you always go to mom and Stevie with all of your problems? And like, you know, I can help too. see, like I helped you through this and and he was like, because I've spent my whole life, like, worrying about which East Asian palace your 
like being held hostage in today um and that like i was the one at home worrying about you not mom not dad me and she's like you didn't need to worry about me and he's like well i did and then she kind of looks out the window and like kind of smiles so it's this sweet moment Mm -hmm. of a sincerity and honesty and um showing that they their love for each other like i said this kind of the season is sort of about um uh, but yeah, so, and then also during this time, Stevie's aunt dies, um, and she's in charge of all of the arrangements. Um, it sounds like every, anytime Stevie's family comes up, which is not often, um, it sounds like right. a train wreck. It sounds Ooh, like a train backs. wreck. Um, <laughs> I actually did write down this conversation. Mm-hmm. So they're at the funeral home. Yes. And some mentioned something about, her aunt and David mm-hmm. sort of expresses confusion and Stevie just goes, that side of my family has a bit of a reputation for conflict. Okay. And philandering and fraud. Yeah. And gunplay. What is up with Stevie's family? <laughs> right. Yeah. So then you find out that, yeah, like she, she sort of is facing her own mortality in a way of like, her aunt died alone, an alcoholic, and sort of a shut-in, it sounds like. And um, you find out that they, mm-hmm. they that she bears a striking striking resemblance to her aunt Maureen. And, and um, Maureen used to work at the motel. Yeah, she's like, Maureen worked at the motel. Like, this is my future. Um, and David is like, no, um, she made her choices, and you're going to make different ones, and they're going to be great. Um, and so again, this is a moment of like, they're such good friends, like mm-hmm. they, and he's learning how to be a friend mm-hmm. because he like, I'm happy to help. To help. And that is what friends to say to each other. Community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then in the next episode, you find out that not only did Maureen work at the hotel, but she owned the motel. Um, and now Stevie owns the motel. So then we go through a couple episodes of Stevie freaking out about that. Uh, When the, when the lawyer comes in to, to give her the deed and stuff and she finds this out, um, she is like, was she of sound mind? (laughs) Um, And uh, so freaking out about it, not knowing anything about how to run this business. Yeah. Um, Consider selling, which freaks out the roses. Right. She considers selling and or, or charging them <laughs> to live there. Um, and mm-hmm. right. um, eventually Johnny uh, offers to help out a little bit. Um, and then by the end of that episode, um, he's explaining, like, you can't sell. You can't sell. And she's like, well, I can't keep it. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and he's like, well, what if you had some help um, and offers to become her partner? Yeah. And it's it, that moment really strikes me, too, for Stevie, where mm-hmm. she didn't see any alternative but to sell. And then Johnny comes in and says, I'll be your partner and getting an option where she doesn't have to entirely uproot her life and get mm-hmm. someone who decides to back her in her endeavors, mm-hmm. which it seems mm-hmm. like she hasn't had much of in life. 
Right. And she like starts crying. Well, she was already crying kind of, but she's crying and she gives him a hug. Um, and it's a very awkward moment because it's like, oh, we've never had this kind of relationship before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's very sweet. And it's honestly like one of the first hugs in the whole show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Other than like David and Alexis's from the season before. That's really sweet. Which I really enjoyed, by the way. I didn't mention, but that moment was. Um, so yeah, so now are we moving into the bunny cam? Oh my god, I forgot about the bunny cam because it's not <laughs> super important. Oh, um, I forgot about the bunny cam. But, uh, it's yeah, the so most ju- gif moment we have. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say that, like, well, now Johnny has something to do. Yep. something businessy, something that speaks to his strengths. Um, and and it's a really it's a really good moment for him. Um, and for her. But yes, a side note. Uh, <laughs> uh, you find out that there's another vet in the area. Who, uh, Dr. Miguel. Yes, who poses for his uh, ads shirtless holding puppies. Yes. And Ted's um, offended. Ted's offended. He's like, why do you need... Um, <laughs> why do you need to be shirtless to, to be a vet or whatever? Um, why do you need a six-pack? And Alexis is like, you have a six pack. And he's like, yes, but I'm not using it to like get clients or whatever, basically, is what he's trying to say. And then she was like, well, you know, like we need to market you better than like if this is a competition, like we need to market you better, which is like um, some foreshadowing, I would say, for Alexis that she's trying to help him with his yes. public relations and marketing. So she notes that they have a whole um, batch of bunnies that they've gotten. So she suggests putting up a bunny cam, like a webcam in the cage so that like people can log on and watch the bunnies and then they might get adopted. Mm-hmm. But apparently she um, doesn't tell Ted where it is. Uh-huh. And he comes back from a run and starts stretching and disrobing. Which why is he doing that in his office? I know, but she Can we just say <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes. we do know that his house his house is attached to his office. So like, I don't know so why he came in to see the bunny. But like <laughs> it's ha- it's happening because <laughs> yes, that exactly. is what happens. But they're watching. Like, she and David are watching in yeah, their she's room. Like, David, come see the bunny cam and they're like cute and whatever. And then Ted comes in and um and she's not watching at the moment and and David's like, oh, there's Ted. And she's like, oh, yeah, he comes in and out. And he's like, um, he's taking off his clothes. Um, <laughs> and she's like, what? And they're watching. And he, she's. Oh, no, no, I sent this she's out like, to our entire client list. I sent it to his parents. Yeah. And David is just watching this like, oh, my God, what's happening? He goes, I'm obsessed with this. Um, and it is the. We send that gift more than any other, I think. Yeah. Well, and me and JM and Jenny have a chat called I Am Obsessed With This. And my favorite part, my favorite part is that, like, at one point he starts to reach for his shorts. And then they pan back to David and Alexis watching this. And Alexis, again, is horrified. And David's face is like, (gasps) (laughs) and then there's a moment where they both are looking at the screen silent. And they're both like, he looks really really good. (laughs) Um, uh, and it is, it is so funny. I love it. I love it. There are these couple of moments throughout the show where David 
like expresses that he thinks Ted is hot, and it is so funny. But I also just um, love Ted when ta- like when talking about the bunny cam, the idea for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes, "If those bunnies feel exploited just a little bit, I'm pulling the plug." Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so sweet. Sometimes then, I like yeah, to live she... dangerously while respecting my personal boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Ted. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so that's a funny moment. Um, but then also, like, going back to their um, their working relationship. So Alexis is still working as his receptionist, and he has encouraged her... Okay. To maybe look into taking some like businessy courses at the community college um, to help with that. And what you find out is that she can't because she never graduated from high school. Um, she took her last semester off of high hmm. school to, uh, now I'm forgetting, but um, to do something and ended up meeting Beyonce. Did it, it doesn't say did it involve um, a yacht but it involved meeting uh beyonce in mykonos so yeah. um <laughs> ted also then says that he did a road trip in high school but then loses all cool cred by admitting it because it's because he and his friends were following the american idol tour so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so throughout that process she decides i'm gonna go back to high school I'm going to graduate from high school. Um, And so you spend Mm -hmm. several episodes with her going back to high school. Um, And, you know, instead of like getting a GED, like most 28 year olds would do, um, she actually goes back to high school. Um, So there are several scenes of her sitting in Jocelyn's classroom. (laughs) And she thinks like, I'm going to be the cool girl in school. And, um, she kind of is, but it's not as easy as she thought it was yeah. going to be. Um, and um, but that's just like, again, that's another moment of growth where um, she's like, I'm going to better myself. I want to not only do I want to graduate from high school, but I want to do it so that I can maybe go to college. And and so that is a really uh, a really big achievement. And Ted is very supportive of it. And. It's a very sweet mm-hmm. sort of plot line and, and relationship. And um, he really helps her with that. And um, when she's too scared to look at her grades at the end of the season, he looks at them for her. And then they accidentally kiss when she finds out that she passed. Um, and they play it off like, whoops. Like, that was just a, it's just a thing that we do, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a big deal. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, no, it is kind of a big deal. We shouldn't do that. And you, you know, earlier in the season, you find out that Ted is actually dating somebody. Um, So. um, And it's not clear at this point if he still is. But, like, there's no. No. There's no acknowledgement that they have broken up, so. Okay. Right. So you're like, okay, he's making that choice. She also, at one point, as part of her high school career, uh, has to do community service. And she thinks she can get Ted to sign off on that I, as her job. And he's like, no, you don't volunteer. I volunteer to work, work here. here. <laughs> um, so he's like, well, I volunteered to dance with seniors at the senior mm. center. So you can come with. And so she goes and these old ladies are so mean to they her. They love Ted. And one of 
they love Ted and they know who she is and how she hurt him and whatever. And mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the old ladies is explaining this to her and and saying, I have tried to set Ted up with my granddaughter numerous times, but it doesn't matter because he's stuck on you. And Alexis has this moment of like, what? No. Um, but you do sort of see as the season goes on, like how well they work together. And it slowly feels like maybe those feelings are coming back or like, I mean, you can debate whether mm-hmm. Alexis actually ever had feelings for him in season one to begin with. <laughs> so, um, so that's sort of a seed yeah. that, that gets planted in this season. Um, but doesn't really go anywhere. Um, it's just sort of a like, oh, hmm, maybe. And then also, yes. Well, I mean, uh, just just to kind of do no. my uh, every ten minute interject- interjection. Um, um, I was going to say that it is kind of uh, relevant considering like the the whole. Um, I think was her name Doris. Oh. Doris's cat. I forget the old lady's cat that passed away, and then Alexis was like sorry about max or whatever his name was but hey now you can go hang out with that other guy who's like deathly allergic to cats so it's all good like so uh, i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm getting yeah flashes of that yeah i love that moment because it shows that alexis can be good at her job in some ways um so then we're about halfway through the season at this point i mean some of the alexis stuff i went farther but um this Middle of the season is where things really start to take off. Um, at one point, Steph said, about midway through season three is where shit gets real. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just so funny to me. Um, but yeah, so episode seven, you find out that the general store in town is going out of business. Um and there's a scene of David and Stevie looking around the store and saying, David saying, like, how unfortunate that is and how, like, they clearly had no idea what they were doing and points out that, like, the cereal is next to the fungal cream. <laughs> and, like, just he's like, you could do so much with this space and with this <gasps> store. But they, like, went in the completely opposite direction of what anybody actually wants. Um and Stevie's like, I think you should put what little money where your mouth is and do something about it. Like, if you have an idea, like, you should do something. And he's like, well, I do kind of have an idea. And she's like, well, then do it. And he's like, no. Can um, I also say, but eventually- she, in his, her little speech, says, what you lack in most things, you make up for an unsubstantiated confidence. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, So then he tells Moira, because she's on town council, that, like, he's thinking about putting in a lease application for the general store for this idea that he has. And that's when you find out that um, she and Johnny have been paying for his entire professional career up until up until they moved there. Like bought all Um, of the patrons for his art galleries and yeah and so he's he's like because she's saying like i don't know if you can run a business basically and he's like well i ran several galleries and he's like or she's like well but with help and with safety nets and like we paid for your patrons we bought all of your art 
Um, and then later Stevie is like, well, but they didn't buy your good reviews. And he's like, how do I know? How do I know they didn't? And so then he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it because he's feeling like, well, they don't think I can do it. I've never actually found out if I can do it. Um, like, and but Stevie is really believing in yep. him and is like, you have a good idea and you should do it and show them that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And by the end of the episode, Moira um, has has come around to support yeah. him and says that, like, you know, if anybody in this town can create something beautiful, it's you. should also note that there's, during the episode, a potential competitor for the space in Christmas World, <laughs> a year-round holiday-themed store, and they, at one point, they send town council mm. a tree a silver tree and ronnie's line just gets me every time she goes who wants a silver tree the only people who buy silver trees are serial killers and single men over 40 and my cousin who is a single man over 40 yep (laughs) yeah and it's just the stupidest fucking idea like how would a store that sells christmas stuff all year round, stay open in a town as small exactly. as you would need to be in a major tourist it's, area. Like it can't fucking, survive yeah. in that space in right. that town. Right. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, but what I really love about that also is that Bob says that Gwen has told him if Christmas World doesn't move into town that she that he shouldn't come home. I literally tonight. have a bullet that says, <laughs> I worry about the quality of Bob's marriage to Gwen sometimes. Oh. Yes. Remember that. Just Remember that. Um, so then the next episode, Motel Review. Ugh, uh, so good. Um, is is a really good one in that uh, um, Moira helps man the front desk of the motel. Um, offends which is, a customer. Offends a customer, of course. I'm just amazed that she agreed to do it, though. And it's for Johnny. Yep. And I love that. Um, but yes, offends a customer who writes them a bad review and then she confronts the customer and is like, Oh, you know, we can't, we can't have a bad review because it brings down our average and like makes up this whole story that you can tell is probably from sunrise Bay of like um, her performance. It's just chef's mm -hmm. kiss. It's, it's so good. We'll have to see what you think about it when you watch it. Cause it's just too, it's too hard to yep. explain. Meanwhile, um, David goes to file his incorporation papers, and I'm going to let you talk about like most of that, you know, Amelia. But okay, it's at Ray's office, and we've met Ray before. And I just I yes. paused and looked at the sign. His website is Raybutani Real Estate Photography Travel dot com. I can book your vacation, <laughs> find your dream home, take your family portrait. Package deals available. When uh, he greets David, he says uh, his newest service is closet organization. And in the background of a later scene, there's a sign saying racks by Ray. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he's taking pictures of an Asian couple when David walks in with a racket, like a tennis your, racket. Your family tells me you're very sporty. <laughs> engagement yes. photos and then he keeps mm-hmm. saying like look at me but look at her but look, look at, at her me. and look at me <laughs> and yes um he, so he walks into the middle of that to file his incorporation papers and 
and Ray gives him a number, like has one of those ticket number pull things. It gives him a number. And then when he finds out what he's there for, he says, Patrick? And you meet <sighs> Patrick. Who immediately um, walks in with just a level of sass that I can never have with someone I've just met. It's just so good. Right? Oh my gosh, it's so good. So he is a, a, a man working for Ray. Um, on You don't really know what business stuff. And he's, uh, David's supposed to talk to him about incorporation papers. And so they go through and he's like, well, what is the name of your business? Well, I'm oscillating between two right now. So can we leave that blank? Um, and like cannot answer any of the questions. And when he asks, well, here's an easy one. Um, what, like, give a brief description of your business. And David starts by saying, well, it's a general store, but it's also a very specific store. <laughs> and Patrick keeps throwing in, like, you're batting a thousand. <laughs> like, I threw you a bit of a change up there. <laughs> like, all these sports references. Yeah. And David just goes, yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't play cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And the whole time, Patrick's face is just, like, so amused. Um, and you're just, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. David is, like, nobody else you've ever met before. Um, and eventually he's just, like, well, why don't I give you the papers and you can fill them out, like, as you um, figure these things out. Gives him his card and says, like, you know, if you need any help, give me a call. Um, and you can tell that David is kind of, like, uh, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> and like, um, because then later he's helping Stevie <laughs> clean the rooms at the motel and saying like, some guy at Ray's told me my business is a failure. And, um, so trying to explain this and whatever and going like, okay, maybe he didn't say my business was a failure, mm -hmm. but he was very short with me and like, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't and know. Stevie and she's talks like, him you back know up what again. you want to do yeah yeah um steve is like you know what you want to do with your business you've walked me through it too many times and he's like yeah i guess on in hindsight i'm the one saying that my business is a failure because i can't answer these questions anyway um and then they get high <laughs> and then david goes to the store he, by himself and gives patrick yep. like 40 voicemails well we don't know how many <laughs> but yes several voicemails um, pulls the card out of his pocket and is like, I want to walk you through my business plan well, a little first bit he goes, hi, David, it's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and then ends the call with ciao. Well, ciao. Says, I, I said ciao to that person. person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is, like, so embarrassing, oh, no. but so funny. And then he ends up going back to the office, um, having written and scratched out a lot of stuff on the incorporation form um and telling patrick like hey i, I need a new form and mm -hmm. he comes in so sheepish and it's like i i need a new form and um patrick is like well you know i saw that you made good use of my business card um and david's like and you like listen to the first message and then just like erased the rest of them and he's like no no i listened to all of them um, kind of had to to fill out the like, paperwork kind of had to yeah but he's like but you gave me enough information that i could fill out your paperwork so he gives him the paperwork and telling him that like i think your business is a really good idea 
Um, it's rebranding local crafts and products under his own label um, to support local business. And uh, and he's like, and I also like the name Rose Apothecary. Um, it's just pretentious. Would enough. we call that pretentious or timeless? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so then the rest of the season for David is about setting up his store. Um, And as we go along in the season, um, in the next episode, Patrick comes by to drop off his business license that has arrived. And it's been framed um, and offers to help out a little bit. um, And uh, Alexis is there. Uh, flirtatiously bossing him around um and at one point david says when she offers Mm -hmm. to come help again she's like well he's not going to be there to for you to flirtatiously boss around and she's like there will always be people for me to flirtatiously boss around (laughs) um but sort of gives him this like but like i don't think he's interested in me i um you know, in my experience, if a guy hasn't asked me for for my number yet, it means he's newly married or gay. So if you're sensing something there, and David is like, no, he's a business he's a major business that wears straight legged mid range denim. He's not in me. <laughs> um, but Patrick shows up at the end of that episode and says, you know, like I think you have a really good idea. I've been thinking about it a lot, um, and I. Um, but I think you need some help and I think you need some more startup money. And I know of grants that you can apply for, um, for this kind of thing. And, um, I'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, and if you got the grants, you could start paying me. Um, it's very confident. And David just sort of goes Um, like, well, but you know, if I don't get the grants, then I won't be able to pay you. And Patrick's like, oh, I'm going to get the money. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> the level of confidence <laughs> is beautiful, and David is definitely taken aback by it as well. Um, and so he he accepts uh, to he accepts Patrick's help with the business. And at some point, they never actually like have a scene about this, but like almost from the beginning they're talking and saying like that they're business partners. So it's not even like, Oh, Patrick's his employee. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately. It's like, well, we're, it's a partnership. Um, Should we talk about what else happens in that so, episode with Roland what? and Moira? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Go for it. So uh, Moira and Roland have to go to this municipalities conference and Moira, I mean, and this is sort of cool for, from a Moira character perspective because she's Mm -hmm. able to, you don't see the scene, but you see the aftermath. She was apparently able to make a case for why the municipalities should get more money, um, which benefits both Schitt's Creek and some other communities. And so everyone at the council meeting is, um, or at the, the conference is kind of celebrating her. And so they're having, drinks in the hotel bar and then she wakes mm-hmm. up in Roland's hotel room uh, because apparently she banged on the door in the middle of the night and he finally relented and opened it so she's crashed on the bed he's naked in the bed because that's how he sleeps and Jocelyn yep. then 
Roland tells her that this happened. Nothing that nothing happened between he and Moira, but they were in the same bed. And Jocelyn just believes that, you know, they must have slept together and tells Johnny at the cafe where she goes, do you want to order something to put chocolate sauce on? Yeah, because she's ordered like so much food and she's just pouring like maple syrup. Wearing sunglasses, just like binge eating in in sadness. And disheveled. Um, that is also one of my favorite gifts because it's it just there's a gif of her looking disheveled and it's been a morning. It's been a morning. (laughs) Um but yeah, um, and because she's like, I know how irresistible a naked rolling shit in your bed is. And we're like, oh, God. So Johnny believes yeah. Moira like, didn't oh, do anything. Yeah. Oh. You know, he he never but doubts, a little bit but horrified. like he and then Moira have to go back and forth with like, why didn't you tell me, you know? Um, but yeah. I also love this moment she's where like, I was she's being interviewed. Yeah. Moira's being interviewed mm-hmm. after she wins the thing and before the drinking how did you do this and she goes uh-huh. well i simply channeled someone who cares <laughs> yeah um but the, yeah then at the end of the episode <laughs> there, uh, like she's in bed and johnny gets in bed and he was like it's just me and she's like haha very funny and alexis and david walk in and they're like, wait, mom slept with Roland? Are we going to have to and, like, spend like, weekends you... at Roland's now? Should we call him Uncle Roland? <laughs> Just remember, you'll always be our first dad. Yep. <laughs> Johnny's like, it's okay, so good. good night. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, well, and, and that's a good moment, too, because um alexis is like what's gonna happen now because i know how uncomfortable it can be to work with somebody you're attracted to and david is like yeah like we're making fun of mom and dad now david (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah um then yeah we're kind of going episode by episode at this point uh because they're all just so important um so then after that is an episode called sebastian rain um so renowned new york-based photographer sebastian rain Uh has contacted moira about doing a photo shoot with her um and she's like announcing this like how exciting this is and david is like my uh my ex and she's like what when did you date him i met him in an art gallery gallery. yeah my (laughs) art gallery (laughs) i introduced you um, and you find out that they dated for only a few months. Yeah, Alexis um, says something about it being shorter. And she goes, and David says, it's three months, four if you count the month he was seeing other people. Yes. Um, and then she's like, something about how he went and got a bunch of mall pretzels and watched Bridget Jones's diary every day for a year after they broke wasn't up. in a whole um, year. And I will not feel shame about the mall pretzels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he shows up in town and it really throws David for a loop. Yeah. Um, and And he doesn't, um, he's clearly one of those people who like is going for his own gain and he's not listening to the mm -hmm. people around him. Like he's clearly indicated to Moira that this would be a conversation and he ends up taking photos of her while they're out and about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is where I think the kind of touching moment is for me in this is that she comes back and tells David that this has mm-hmm. happened and, you know, is clearly mm-hmm. flustered by it, um, you mm-hmm. know, and 
you see David react. And even though he and Sebastian have already had a very awkward interaction, he goes and, Mm -hmm. and, and does what he needs to, to, you know, get the photo card from Sebastian. Like he's standing up for Moira. Um, And it's just one Mm -hmm. of those moments throughout this season where you see how much, even if they don't display affection in the more quote unquote usual ways, this family does really love each other and stand up for each other when they're when they need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he knows that if photos of Moira got out in the town, that she'd be really embarrassed by that. And she doesn't really want people to know that this is where she's living. Um and and mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Despite the fact she's well, trying yeah, to her upload nudes, her own news. Her to nudes the don't internet, indicate you know. uh, that she lives in <laughs> And it's and it's an image that she's controlling. You know, this was Yeah, it's an image that you know. she's True. controlling. Yep. True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just yes. I was just being sassy because it was um, funny how she yes. was like, but oh, also, this is so nice. Uh, side how note. do I upload this Can to the internet? Can we talk about how good Dan looks in the leather jacket he wears to visit Sebastian's oh, room? <laughs> yes. So Ugh, it's still good. It's uh, yes. so good. I cannot so, because yeah, I have so yet to see after, it. But yeah, sure. <laughs> after he's found out that this has happened with Moira, he shows up at Sebastian's hotel room in a leather jacket, looking fine as hell. So good. Um, and is like, um, basically, basically they sleep together, and um, in the process. Uh, somehow uh doing that he steals the memory card and um, puts it in his drink on it steps on it a lot um and that um one of my favorite Mm. lines about this part is that like he shows up and Sebastian is like I'm so glad that you came I feel like there's more um like closure for us or like there's stuff for us to talk about and whatever and then he says and even though my therapist mm-hmm. told me not to feel sorrow. <laughs> and then, like, I don't my therapist said I should never feel sorrow. Yeah. I do appreciate your pain and I want to explore that. Yes, that's what, yes, there we go. And I love that because I'm just like, what the fuck is your therapist? <laughs> Seriously. Like, is it a yoga instructor? <laughs> like, because no licensed therapist would tell you not to feel sorrow. <laughs> oh man but yeah he's just so douchey and like at the very beginning uh david shows up in in the lobby and is like oh my god is he coming and stevie's like there's a guy outside and really vaguely attractive in a homelessy sort of way yeah and is wearing a sweater that looks crappy but is really expensive (laughs) Expensive, it doesn't look it yeah Um, Yeah, and then, like, he comes in, and when he notices Stevie, he says, like, oh, I I'd love to Polaroid you naked. Sometimes. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, what? Okay. Oh. Um, but clearly, like, clearly more has happened between them than they say. Because he, like, calls him, a, David calls him a monster. Um, and I don't think that you would call he would call him a monster okay. just for being with other people. I mean, not that that's not bad. It just, I don't know the way that it all plays out. You're like, there's something yeah. else that they're not saying in this. Episode I mean, and he, about he does feel very like emotionally manipulative but... the whole time. So I, I think he's oh, one yeah, of he's those, one of those time. relationships where like David is still kind yeah. of dealing with how he's 
he probably hasn't had a good, true, honest relationship in his life yet. And you get a visual of, like, the kind of people he's been with. Yeah, like, you've had moments up to this point where that gets mentioned, but not a lot, um, that, like, David's not had great relationships um, Mm -hmm. and not long-term relationships. Um, So um, this, this was a really good way of um seeing that so then he leaves and um by helping moira kind of getting his own revenge um yeah they sort of walk off into the sunset together no um moira and david i mean um and sebastian is just left there (laughs) like well fuck um Anyway, so then the next episode after that... Alexis gets lice. Stop saying lice! (laughs) Alexis has gotten lice from school. Oh my god, what a callback. There's a moment where she says something about how like she's never had lice, but that doesn't mean she needs to like go back to her childhood when Mutt says that she should learn how to ride a bike. Um, So the fact that she does get lice is so funny. David shows up to the store which they're still setting up with a shower cap on and a knit hat on top of it but like you can see the shower cap like peeking out oh yeah peeking out (laughs) patrick Uh, notices immediately yeah stevie notices immediately and then patrick notices immediately and then they have one of the best conversations ever um because when he walks in stevie is helping unpack some of the boxes and she pulls out this <laughs> bottle that says body milk can i drink it. this and he's like no you can't mm-hmm. drink that and patrick walks in at that time and says oh did you ask if you could drink it too i told david the label was going to be misleading but he insisted what did you say anyone with a modicum of common sense would um would know that it's not I can't, now I'm forgetting the line, but like, know that okay, or whatever. It says um, body milk on the label. What do we think body milk is, if not mm-hmm. milk for your body? For your body. And I hope you know, <laughs> Amelia and I probably both just did the hand movements that David does. Yes. <laughs> he does this like body shimmy. He does this like body shimmy kind of thing. So funny. I can't um, say that line without doing the hand movements. <laughs> You can't. It's not allowed. It's oh, illegal. Gosh. Um, and then, um, and then they introduce e- themselves, Patrick, and, and they bond immediately. They're so snarky to together, and they it's bond so immediately. Cute. Yes, yes, because she, because he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about you, and she's like, none of it is true. And Patrick goes, well, anybody with a modicum of common sense would know that. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> yeah. And David's all this upset is fun. about their this is fun for me. social, <laughs> yes, um, their own unbalanced social dynamic. Um, and it is so great. Um, but yeah, so then he notices the shower cap and is asking about it. And he's like, well, you could still get lice. You probably shouldn't be at the, ho- at the motel um, while Alexis still has lice. You can stay at my place if you want to. And David is like, well, Stevie mm-hmm. offered this morning. Although, to um, let's be clear, Stevie then, did not actually offer. David kind of forced himself. No. Yeah. So then when he says that, Stevie says, can I stay at your place? To Patrick. <laughs> um, and they all laugh. But yeah, so David ends up spending the night at Stevie's. He's never been to Stevie's apartment before. 
And this also leads to one of my favorite exchanges is that he's like, for some reason, I thought you were live, you would be living underground. But look at this place. Look what you've done to this place. Look at that frame you put there. Look at that Sarah McLaughlin poster. Hey, don't be dissing Sarah McLaughlin. Who's dissing Sarah McLaughlin? I follow her for two summers. (laughs) But yeah, I think that all the time, like anytime I want to use the phrase, look it. Something it's that voice. I say it in David's voice in my <laughs> yep. head. Yeah, look at that. Whatever. Look at that. Like, yeah, it's so funny. Um. So yeah, so he stays there. They get drunk together because, of course, they do. Because the only thing she has in her fridge and freezer is vodka and two de-shelled <laughs> hard-boiled eggs. Um. And they're laying in her bed together. They're sleeping in the same bed because Stevie doesn't have a huge apartment. It's like a studio. Basically, um, and they do have a really mm-hmm. sweet conversation where you know she brings up the yes. fact that, like, well, Patrick offered, why wouldn't you go there? He seems like he has his life together, and you start yeah. to get the feeling that maybe David does feel like there's something potentially romantic there, but he's very unsure about how to do this. Um, you know, especially since he's his business partner and he doesn't know what Patrick's preferences are in terms of relationships and. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think that he's used to being treated so poorly that he has a hard time believing that anybody thinks about him that way. Yeah, um, especially that someone I think that feels maybe... so put together like Patrick does. Yes, exactly. Um, that I think in his mind he's maybe started to like feel like develop feelings for Patrick, but like. Is, has convinced himself that it's not reciprocated yep. in any way. Um, and Stevie's kind of there going like, eh, no, I don't know. I think there's something there. Um, and she's like, I don't know. I like this for you. And he's like, what's to like? <laughs> um, and he's getting flustered and whatever. And um, yeah, it's really cute. Um, and then uh, now we're to well, the last couple hey, of episodes of the season. The lice. What? Alexis ends up going to Ted who who like works on combing it out and they have this little moment too where you're trying to figure out like what is their dynamic Mm -hmm. you know are they they're clearly not just employer employee you know are they friends Mm -hmm. are they more so it's it's an interesting little scene and then uh yeah and then the next episode is where David and Patrick open the store <laughs> with a soft launch, um, friends oh and family sale. Yes, uh, David wants to do just a soft launch uh, with just a select few people. Um, but then Twyla finds out about it, and of course, the whole Bob town finds, finds out, out about, about it and it, does and his stupid assume... run across the cafe to ask if both he and yes. Gwen have plus ones or if they have to be each other's plus ones. And David goes, "Who's Gwen?" <laughs> Both Bob and Twyla laugh um, and don't answer him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, the entire ta- town finds out and assumes that, like, they're considered friends. So, like, of course, they're invited to the friends and family event. <laughs> when David's um, walking up to the store, seeing this line down the street, you know, yep. he, he, uh, someone says, no budging. And he's like, this is my store. Who are you? And she, she goes, I'm Darlene's cousin. Who the fuck are you? And he goes, my God. <laughs> That kind of language, folks, will not be tolerated at Rosa Pothecary. Thank you. 
This is, is a safe place. Because he uses language <laughs> like that all the time. So yeah, they open the store. I don't want to get like super bogged down in this episode because literally we could go oh, like God, beat for so beat much. on it. Um, and um, unfortunately, we are yeah, uh, so they open the running store, out of time. It goes really, really well. Um, and then there's a super and... long celebratory hug. Yes, a super long celebratory hug between the two of them. Um, and then the lights start to flicker that David had forgotten Yay. to call the electrician to install. So Patrick watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials to do it himself. And he's like, there's a good chance those are not wired properly, which is why I also got the insurance you forgot to get. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those start to yeah. flicker um, and, and sort of diffuse the moment and... Uh, Patrick's like, I'll fix those, and they yeah. break apart. The other thing important that happens in this episode, though, is that uh, Moira has found out what happened to the giant portrait of the family that you see in the very first episode, and and gets it for as a surprise for John. Okay. And says, I mean, like, it's like know, half of one of the walls um, of their room. Right. Huge. It's so huge. It's so huge that you're like, how does this fit in the in the motel? Yeah, room? how did they get it in the but door? I have read, There's no way they could have gotten it in the I door. I have read that it did fit through the door. That they made sure to make it so that it fit I'm through amazed. the door so that it wasn't completely unbelievable. I which is just I love the level of detail in this show. Anyway, um, but it's huge and they don't know where to put it. Mm-hmm. Um and as they're mm-hmm. as Johnny and Moira are leaving the store, which they are super impressed (laughs) about. And they're like, we should go and congratulate David, but he's very hard at work. And they're just so proud of him for being hard at work and for the Rose name being on another plucky. Moira even says, he's managed to create Um, in this town a place that's truly winsome. I would shop here, John, even without the mm -hmm. nagging sense of obligation. (laughs) (laughs) And as they're walking back and talking about like how things have changed um and what to do with the portrait moira suggests that they get rid of it um and says we're not those people anymore john and it's such a big moment for moira to say that yeah um yeah yeah i was mm-hmm. gonna say i feel like she'd be the nope. one so uh, then at the very end of the episode you see it leaning against a pile of um, trash outside and they're all four of them are standing there looking at it and says well it fits here yeah um and they, and they get rid of it and um and <laughs> yeah it again it's this beautiful moment of yep. growth um so which grad leads us night, to which by the way the- I, after I wrote grad night in my notes, I have yay with six A's, four ending Y's, and five exclamation points. <laughs> yes. So I just have grad night in all caps. <laughs> That's the only thing I wrote. Um, so very quickly, very quickly, um, Alexis is graduating from high school on the same day that it's David's which birthday. Which the family has forgotten. Which which the family has forgotten. Um, and Johnny has sold out the motel oh, for the first time big in days. decades. Yes, big day um, for all of them. So, and Alexis has told everybody not to come to her graduation. Um, and David is like, well, I'm definitely not coming because A, it's my birthday. And B, I went to your first one. It's not my fault you weren't there. Because um, <laughs> they all did go to her graduation in Switzerland. But they left during the L's. <laughs> so they didn't even yes. notice that she wasn't there. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, and throughout the episode, uh, there's a moment where Alexis is trying on her cap and gown. And Moira walks in to see that and says how proud she is yeah. of her. And Alexis is kind of like, well, you know, like, if you don't have other plans, if you wanted to come, I guess you could come. And um, she's like, no, I have a Jazzigals concert tonight. I can't come now. And seems really upset about the fact that she can't come. And it's, like again, another beautiful moment of this mother-daughter mm-hmm. moment of, like, being proud mm-hmm. and, and feeling love yeah. for each other. But and, Ted does come to um, graduation. Um, even though yes, in the prior episode, Alexis has actually decided that she does need to quit at the vet's office and find a job that mm-hmm. really is a calling for her. And so they have this little cute yeah. moment. And then the Jazzigals show up. So it's this little beautiful mm-hmm. moment where Moira is singing directly to Alexis and like she showed up mm-hmm. for her and Alexis is clearly happy mm-hmm. about it. And it's really cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Aww. Yeah, because Alexis has... Is telling Ted, like, another person dropped off their resume. Um, So apparently this happens a lot. And these people have, like, some vet experience or some vet assistance experience. This person was helping with surgery. Should I be doing that? God, no. no. (laughs) Um, but, But she says something about, like, well, I'm taking the place of somebody who's maybe better suited for this job. And so, like, that moment of realization that, like she mm-hmm. somebody else could do this job better and is meant for this job in a way that she is not and how like maybe there's some girl out there sitting at her desk where she's meant to be um so that's it that's really yeah. um, a moment of growth for her mm-hmm. as well there's additional cuteness um, happening elsewhere in the episode where david uh admits to patrick that it's his birthday and patrick says well mm-hmm. we should go out to celebrate and mm-hmm. no he says yes do you have any plans and david <laughs> says well my plan is popping a pill crying a bit and going to bed early so just another week night <laughs> <laughs> but which if that is not a 2020 he shows up david um, shows up at the cafe and patrick's like wearing a jacket and was waiting and has a gift and then stevie shows up saying sorry i'm late and patrick clearly doesn't know that stevie was invited um and goes to the bathroom uh, as Stevie sits down and goes, I think I'm crashing a date. David is incredulous. When Patrick comes back, Stevie actually excuses herself and um, Patrick and David have their dinner. And then there's this. Wait, wait. Before Stevie leaves, yes. she um, has, like, before Patrick gets back, has noticed the present and says, he got you a present. Like, he asked you out, he didn't think other people would be here, and he got you a present. And if there is anything remotely sentimental in here, you were on a date right now. <laughs> um, and David is like, what? No, 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 and- no, 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 no. Um, and so when Patrick comes back, he opens the gift, and it is the first receipt from the first sale at the store framed. In a good solid frame. Yes, in a good frame. As opposed to the business license, which was a way yeah. too corporate frame. Um, and um, that's when Stevie Stevie sees the look on David's face and the look on Patrick's face and just 
leaves and she doesn't even really give an explanation she's just kind of like oh my god i totally forgot i have to go <laughs> and that's, and but like, she sits she stands up um, and is sort of behind patrick's eyeline and points at patrick <laughs> and gives a thumbs up to david and then leaves and smiles at him um and and david's face sort of softens and you sort of see this like realization i think that like okay maybe stevie's right um um, and so they have a nice dinner. You don't really see most of it. Um, but then Patrick the, drives him home. Uh, Patrick drives him back to mm-hmm. the motel and they're sitting in the car. Um, and David is saying, well, that was fun. Um, you know, thank you for taking me out or whatever. And um, Patrick gives him a compliment about like, just, you know, how, how he's really uh, yep. glad that he invested in the business and David just kind of gives him a look and, and Patrick says, and I'm, I'm so glad I did. You did Patrick because you really helped <laughs> turn it into a bold claim. And David is like, mm, a bold claim. But then David leans over um, and, and kisses Patrick. They kiss. And Patrick yeah. has this little, they have this little, like quiet moment afterward, you know, and. And David is like trying to <laughs> smile and also has this look on his face that was like, oh, shit, was that okay? Like, yeah. And then Patrick admits that um, he's never done that with a guy. Um, and David has this sort of look of like, oh, well, oh, was, was uh, this okay? okay? And Patrick said, yeah. And I was getting a little scared that I was going to let you leave without us having done that. So thank you for making that happen for us. And they just have this really sweet then good night where then Patrick mm-hmm. asks if he can call David and David goes, um, we can talk whenever you want, just preferably not before 10 a.m. Because um, I'm not really a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> and he just smiles. Oh, the good night. <laughs> oh, so cute. David walks into the like motel with a cute little smile on his face, holding the gift bag. Um, and Alexis is sitting she, there and like says, a Happy frappuccino birthday, bottle of dandelions for him. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. And she's like, Happy birthday, David. And he's like, Happy graduation, Alexis. And their parents come in with a cake that says, Happy day, Alex. And Moira and goes, We've done the best we can. <laughs> and side note, side note, oh. when they won all the <laughs> Emmys this year, they uh, had a cake that looked just like that that said happy day Alex and Davis <laughs> the cast had a cake um, so yeah so that's how the that's season cute. ends is that like she's just graduated and David's had this birthday and this kiss with this guy um, and, and Johnny sold out the motel uh, Johnny has sold out the motel for the first night and um like- yeah, Mine they're all kind of well. doing better um, than they have at any of the ends of the other seasons. And, and they're all congratulating each other and spending time together, and it's really nice. So that's the end of season three, and we have six minutes left <laughs> <after> this <laughs> 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 Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm like uh, I'm glad that I kind of just let y'all talk about it because it's I'm sure it's gonna open uh, up some some recall moments and things like that for me i really don't have too much to say about uh it other than i'm looking forward to like seeing yeah. this like mm-hmm. not only the parts that y'all talked about but also this the is parts where that, i that y'all really start idea, like re-watching or, you know, episodes things like that so i'm really season three to talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. those yeah. kind of things mm-hmm. so 
Uh, won't expound too much more on it. Uh, uh, I, I will be yelled at if I don't do this. So I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is Jenny and Amelia. What the fuck is this? Uh, and this is the part of the podcast where I really quickly show you all something crazy, hilarious, ridiculous, awesome on the internet that I found without any further context. Uh, so um, if you have access to the Google Doc, feel free I have to the link. I, I will admit, I already opened it. And seriously, real quick, fans. What the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> uh, rip. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good what the fuck. So, okay. I wasn't so sure it, about this like, week's, but um, uh, there you go. For a show, a TV series. Um, and the show is called Thirsty. And the description, which we can't see the whole thing, says. The story of a mosquito who falls in love with a man after she tastes his blood. Through her eyes, we explore the ups and downs of sex, comma, and that's so, the rest. I will of admit, I opened best. up a different, like, Google. It seems to be a 12-minute short film, and the mosquito <laughs> is voiced by Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Wait, what? How did you find Googled. that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you Googled. Okay. I see, I see. Because I thought it was, like, ridiculous, um, yeah, like, so, just stupid. And then I was like, wait, Maya wait. Rudolph is the mosquito. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. And I cannot wait to find that. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Um, I would legit probably watch that show if it was real. Um, yep, that was our very quick, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yes. There you go. That was the yep WTF for the week. We yes. are panicking because we are right, losing. So. We, are, we are less than four minutes away before uh, our program kicks us off. So, um, Jenny, thank you very oh, much for being it. here and and uh, going over your favorite parts of this season. Uh, but you know where to find yeah. Amelia and myself uh, at Shake Meets World for Amelia. I almost said, oh, my me. God, um, that'd be hilarious. Let's take over Amelia's social medias for a day and vice versa. Uh, no one would notice because I would probably forget to post that day. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, at Shake Meets World and I'm at a Black Sparrow. You can buy merch. You can see Twitch uh, stuff. I, occasionally I do like voiceovers and 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 videos and, um, and yeah ASWID theater based things but yeah that's uh, it for the in week, the description so. if you want to find us at gmail also mm-hmm. um and yes with that I've been Amelia I've been Sherrick and um I need all oh, of these uh, Asian lady beetles to stay out of my house thanks that's a public service message for them. <laughs> bye <Hope they're> <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> With like a minute and 30 seconds to spare.